What's up and welcome to Dungeon Driver. I'm your completely drenched host, Trevor Bettis, and this is a show where I drive home in the rain from work and talk about Dungeons and Dragons using either a topic that I bring or a question, topic, or suggestion written in by listeners like you. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yes, I'm completely drenched because it surprised rained on me again and I didn't have an umbrella. Yay! Yay, I'm cold. Uh, anywho, uh, we're just going to jump right into uh, the, the show today, uh, which is a listener question. Uh, my good friend Eric uh, wrote in on Twitter at Dungeon Driver, just like you can, and uh, asked me two questions. One of which, uh, bitch. One of which uh, I'm going to answer pretty quickly, and the other one I'll go a little bit more in depth into. Uh, the first one is um, we, basically uh, Eric want to know what ways can he show appreciation for a DM, you know, outside of just you know showing up and playing. And, uh, and what, what I like, um, personally for me, it's like, it, it, I'm not I'm trying to think of how to say this. I thought about it all day at work. You think I'd know by now. Basically one of the, the one way that I feel really good about, and I feel like my players are actually enjoying and listening to this game is when they can, you know, tell me what happened in the last session or, you know, you know, remember the name of that one tavern that they went into and they, and the name of the person that they got the information from just remembering little things like that. I super appreciate. And, and, and okay. Current or past players don't, don't take offenses. If you don't do that, it's, it's okay. I, I'm not mad about it. Uh, but th- those are one of the things that like, if that happens, I, I get happy and I'm like, all right, cool. That they're, they're, they're listening. They remember this is meaning something to them. So I, that, that's one of, that's one of the unknowing ways that I feel appreciated as a DM. Um, but the, uh, I, the way that I show my appreciation for DMs, um, you know, I, I do try and, you know, pay attention. I do try and do the, what I just said there, it'd be, it'd be messed up of me if I didn't do that. And, uh, that's what I, uh, like my players to do. But the other thing that, uh, I do, it is just simple, small, at the end of each game, I really try and take a moment to go, hey, thanks for the game tonight. Uh, Because I know, as a fellow DM, how much time and work they put into it, and I just, you know, it's a quick thank you, but I still want to put it out there because um, I do appreciate it, and I I do want to thank them uh, for putting the time in to make sure that all of us had fun. Uh, so, and even if they didn't put time into it, like the fact that they came up with that crap off the top of their head, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, so yeah, giving, giving them a quick thank you is, is my way of showing appreciation. Now you may be asking, oh, well, what ways can, can I show appreciation? Well, um, you know, you don't have to do what I do. That's, that's my thing, whatever. Um, your DM also might be different from me and not, uh, care about if you remember that stuff, or maybe you already do. You, you can find your way to show appreciation for your DM, whether it's just like you you bring their favorite snack or bring their favorite drink or something like that. Or, uh, you know, just it, you, you know, your DM, at least I hope you do. 
Um, and you know, you can probably find some way to show your appreciation for them. I, I, I remember one time specifically, Eric, uh, uh, bought me the, uh, what was it? The Horde of the Dragon Queen DM screen. Uh, we, that was the one we were running at the time. And he was like, oh, dude, I got you this. And that, that was awesome. That, that felt great. And you don't always have to buy something for your DM. Don't think I'm saying that. Um, but, you know, that was cool. That felt great. Um, and, uh, you know, you might be able to do something like that. Uh, but if you don't know your DM, if you, and by that I mean if you're in Adventure League or if you're just going to, you know, a bookstore like where I run stuff, um, just just thank, just give a thanks to your DM. That, that, I think that is the, the, the best thing that you can do. And, um, I think they'll feel great about that. So I went on to that, about that question a bit longer than I thought I was going to. Uh, so let's, uh, let's hop into question two, which is the main topic, uh, for this episode, as I'm going to title it, how to play a character with no backstory. Uh, so what's funny is I talked to Eric like last week about something similar to this. I was sitting there today and I was writing down ideas for this one. And it didn't occur to me until halfway through today that I'm currently doing this. Um, in, uh, in my sister-in-law's uh, Ravnica game, I have Yarvum, who is a, uh, a minotaur of the Boros Legion. And we rolled the characters and I knew like a brief thing in my head. I'm like, okay, it was Boros, dude, this stuff. We rolled some stuff for his backstory, not a lot, just of, like key points and allies. And from there, I'm just, I'm only writing backstory for him at the table. There's nothing I'm doing, you know, outside of the game that is adding to it. And I might eventually sit down if, um, if it comes to the point where I'm like, okay, I feel like I really need to know more than what I have at the table. But, um, this is something I think that you can do and you can try as a player, uh, uh, of. It, it, sitting down at the table and not having a backstory. And, you know, sometimes you clear with your DM, like sometimes your DM's going to want there to be backstory there so that they have something to play off of. Um, but there are times where you're, you not having a backstory is perfectly okay. But again, you know, make them aware of that. And don't just be like, ah, I don't have time. I don't write it. Cause then it's just like, okay, cool. You don't really care about this game. Thanks. Again, appreciating your DM. So here's some tips that you can do uh, that I've been using to run a character without backstory. And then we'll go in a little more depth about it afterwards. Um, make quick decisions at the table. So let's say that you are in a group and uh, you have a character and they might not be a rogue. They might, maybe there are a, maybe they're a fighter and the group, the rest of the party wants to steal something. You quickly go, okay, uh, am I okay with that? Yes. And then you just give a quick answer, yes or no. Okay, yes. And then you say that, but in the back of your head, you should be going, okay, why am I okay with that? And maybe like write that down on a piece of paper or something and have that nearby. And so while you're there, maybe even further into that scene, you can give an explanation why you're okay with stealing stuff. Oh, I grew up as an orphan on the streets of, uh, of Waterdeep and... I got really used to stealing things, so I don't really think that much of it. Right there, you've got great bullet points just from bullshitting some lines. So, try, uh, doing that 
and fleshing that out, but also keeping track of it in your head, maybe on a piece of paper, um, is going to flesh out your character just, uh, just on its own. The other way that you can do this, the one that I've been doing with Yarvum, in fact, is I picture Yarvum in my head. I know how he looks. I know, uh, like, his mannerisms. And when I'm picturing that in my head, I describe it in the scene. Uh, Like, you know, we're we're waiting for somebody. I'm like, okay, Yarvum crosses his arms and leans up against the wall and just kind of surveys the area. And I'm not doing that because I'm like, oh, I'm the cool guy. I'm like, no, that's his mannerism. He's, uh, he's a Boros lead. He's watching for trouble. And the crossing his arms thing is just an unconscious thing that he does. So describing that and will not only get a, a better picture for your DM, which is the, really the important part, but also your fellow players and for you. Um, the... One of the other fun things that you can do is just throwing out some random crap. Uh, and by that, I mean, like, let's say that uh, you're, you found a note that it's just like, oh, this is, this is written, you know, it's got the drow spider on it or something like something that shows off its drow. You could just throw up, oh, I've dealt with drow before. And... Okay, you've set you've set some canon for yourself that your your character has dealt with and maybe did not you know have a good time with some drow. So just by you saying that is establishing that. Um, so and because you said that, your DM might take notice of that and then later on go, hey, so what happened with you and the drow? And you could tell them, I don't know. I just kind of said that. Do you want to work on something for that? And the two of you can workshop something that might tie better into the story, just from you throwing out a random line. So, you know, that's not going to happen every time, obviously, because, you know, sometimes it might just be, I hate cookies. Might be something stupid like that, but then you know for a fact, my dude hates cookies. Uh, (laughs) Why do I use cookies? I don't know. Uh, So... You, you doing little things like that can help you flesh out and maybe even connect yourself more with the story that's going on. Uh, because, you know, even though you're a blank slate character, your goal at the end of the day should be trying to somehow tie the character into what's going on. And you do need to remember that they're there in the game. So already you know that they have a motivation that you're not aware of because they're doing whatever it is towards this party's goal. If it is to save the world, you know, okay, well, let's not, let's go with that. Uh, If it's to save a tribe of, you know, half orcs or something like that, it is, you, you know that your character has some sort of affinity for them or some sort of affinity for doing right. So figuring out what that is while you're at the table can really bring out how you're playing your character. Um, this one, you okay? This piece of advice, you don't, I, you don't have to do with every character, obviously. And this isn't even one that you have to do. It's just something that I'm recommending. Um, try something different. Um, you know, you most people when I tell them try something different in D and D, they're like, oh, okay, well, I've never played a wizard before. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the way that you play them. <clears throat> you're, you're already at the table. You already have a character. Um, 
the way that you portray your character, uh, it can be a, a different, obviously, from character to character, but, like, try to do that consciously, but not overly so, if that makes any sense. Have Find a good balance there. Like, what you could do is just make a quick decision. Like, you you have your character sheet there. It's already done. But you could make the quick decision. Like, you know, I've never played somebody that's old. Um, my guy is an old dude. Or you could even be like, I've never played an old person or a woman. I'm This, this is an old woman character uh, who's a badass and has seen a bunch of shit happen. Um, so you can, you can play that sort of different thing and then have their mannerisms not just only be different from yours. And again, some people think that when I say that, you know, be different from you, it's just like, oh, well, I'm a good guy, so I got to be a murderer now. No, like, I'm, most of the time I try to be funny and I, you know, try to make people laugh. I, I, I try to be the comic relief. But with Yarvum, I'm not. I'm trying to be the 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 semi-stoic guy. Like basically, I, I, I the description I gave people was like if the Rock was a cow, which I'm still saying I, I don't know why that didn't make me laugh the first time, but it made me laugh this time. Um, like you know, the the Rock's done funny stuff and whatnot, but like in certain in most of his roles, like he you know like let's say he was Hobbs from freaking Fast and the Furious, where he's more serious than anything else. I think it just went the rock because he's huge and dude's a minotaur. Um, but like, I'm I'm trying to play him as the non-funny character. I'm letting other people do that. Um, you know, most of the time I do end up as the face of the group, and this time I'm okay with that because uh, I'm the Boros Legion, so talking to people, I've done that a bunch. But like in Pathfinder for my bard, I'm trying to not be the face despite being the bard and letting like uh, Spencer's character Peter do the talking. Um, so trying out doing something different from what you normally do, especially with this character who is a blank slate, is, is probably the best opportunity you have for it because you're not yet attached to them. And if you... But if you get attached to them for a reason that's different from your other characters, that makes them even more special. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun doing that with Yarvum. And I'm also doing that like with video or video game RPGs where I'm just like, I'm going to play something that I haven't played before. Um, but even outside, like, okay, here's a good example. My, I've, I have decided that the next D&D character I make is going to be a woman. And I very interested to see how that goes because you know i've played a woman in video games and rpg or like uh, video game rpgs and stuff but like i've never played a woman as a tabletop rpg character and i think that could be really fun and interesting um so you know i've made enough characters now that i'm almost giving myself challenges as uh as a player to to do new things and when you have this this blank slate of a character, that is probably the best time to try those out. So, you know, take take this advice as what you will, and you know, you don't even have to try doing a blank slate character, especially if your DM doesn't want you to. But uh, I think they're a lot of fun. They're a good exercise for being a player. And I know that this podcast has generally been about DMing stuff, but players, you know broaden your horizons, try being 
try playing something that is not what you normally do and see what kind of fun you can have with that. Um, it, it may be eye-opening for you. Who knows? All right. I think I have answered those well enough and my, my voice is starting to hurt. Uh, so I think that's where we're going to stop for today. And uh, yeah, if you have your own suggestions on how to play a character with no backstory or even just uh, uh, t- tips on playing a character that you don't normally play and ways to get into that. Uh, let me know at Dungeon Driver on Twitter or the email address DungeonDriverPodcast at gmail.com uh, or leave me a voice message on Anchor. Uh, I, I think myself and other players would love to hear what you have to say uh, having more input on this. That car is through a fence. Okay. that uh, That's that's probably not good. That was okay. Uh, and, uh, oh, uh, subscribe on uh, whatever podcast service you are listening on. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, please leave me a review. Uh, unless it's a bad review, please don't be a jerk. You're, you're awesome. You're not a jerk, so don't be a jerk. You're go. You're cool. You're cool. You you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And yeah, uh, if if you think that you know someone that uh, could benefit from listening to this episode or any of my previous episodes. Let them know. I uh, I would love to get this podcast out to as many people as possible, uh, so that I, I can get more more questions and more listener input. And uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm trying to use here? Uh, participation. I'm trying to. Uh, if I can get more listener participation, I would love that. And I think I can make some real good content for you guys to listen to. But uh, until next time, I don't have a sign off. Thank you.